0: Hello and welcome to the C21 Podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. It's day three of MIPCOM 2019 and the sun's shining on the Riviera once again after a stormy start yesterday. In today's episode, William Shatner ponders the mysteries of thunder and lightning with C21 reporter Inigo Alexander and talks about his new series, The Unexplained, for the History Channel. Meanwhile, I talk with Tubi CEO Farhad Massoudi and Chief Content Officer Adam Lewinson, plus Pluto TV Europe MD Olivier Jollet about the growing popularity of ad-supported VOD. That's all coming up in a moment but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 at MIPCOM yesterday. French independent media group MediaOne acquired Paris-based Radar Films, behind feature films such as Give Me Wings, The Old Furnaces and the Bell and Sebastian Trilogy. Radar will use the investment to move into scripted series and is on the lookout for French and English language projects to develop for both the domestic and international marketplace. New German streamer Join, which you may have heard about in yesterday's episode, commissioned a local version of Australian comedy-drama Diary of an Uber Driver. It's the first overseas remake of the scripted format originally produced by Revolver Films for public broadcaster ABC and being distributed here in Cannes by All3Media International. Indian streamer Hotstar ordered a local version of BBC One thriller Dr Foster following a deal with distributor BBC Studios. The SVOD service will adapt the format for its Hotstar Special strand and launch the as-yet-untitled show later this year. Meanwhile, the French adaptation for TF1 is set to return for a second season. Finally, US producer and distributor Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment teamed up with former IWD president David Ozer to launch a production company called Landmark Studio Group. Landmark will be based in New York with an office in Los Angeles and will develop, produce, distribute and own all the IP it creates. It'll also come up with content for chicken soup and its recently acquired ad-supported VOD service Crackle. For more on all these stories and hundreds of others, visit (laughs) c21media.net. Ad-supported VOD, or AVOD, has been among the major talking points here at MIP this year. As a bevy of new subscription VOD services looms on the horizon, plenty of others have chosen to go in the opposite direction. The aforementioned Crackle is one of these, while Japanese-owned Rakuten TV announced its first AVOD service in Europe here in Cannes yesterday and US-based Tubi be unveiled a move into the UK while Pluto TV, now part of Viacom, continues to expand under its new parent. Don't forget William Shatner's coming up in a moment talking about his new mystery series, The Unexplained, but first I asked Tubi CEO Farhad Masoudi and Chief Content Officer Adam Lewinson to explain their business to me. First you'll hear from Farhad, then Adam, and after that Pluto TV Europe MD Olivier Jollet.
1: Tubi is the largest free streaming video on demand service in the United States and now expanding globally. The company started in 2011. Uh, Initially it was called AdRise. We were a technology platform that powered video on demand services. In 2014, we launched Tubi, which became so successful we stopped doing the other business and focused on all of our resources on Tubi. Um, And we've been expanding since. Uh, We've been uh, growing in the United States exponentially. Um, and uh, we just announced, in fact, our viewership in the US has grown by 40% in four months. Um, and uh, we launched in Canada last year. Uh, we announced our launch in Australia uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, meaning summer of 2019. And uh, we, are, we announced that we will be launching in the United Kingdom in, in uh, 2020.
0: In terms of the business model, you've gone AVOD. A large proportion of the industry has gone SVOD. Uh, Why did you adopt that approach and how's that business been building um, whilst others have been going in a different direction? We chose a
1: very contrarian approach uh, to the marketplace. Um, Everybody, as you mentioned, uh, work on SVOD. And we chose to do AVOD, meaning ad supported video on demand. When we look at the landscape, There are quite a few subscription video on-demand services, most of them are essentially focused on producing original content so that they can justify themselves on your bill at the end of the month. They they give you access to a shallow library of mostly originals. Um, We don't charge customers, so we don't need to do originals. So instead, we have a very different approach. We aggregated world's largest library content, a very diverse library of content, anywhere from documentaries to British comedy to uh, reality TV, all under one umbrella. And then we pair that with a cutting edge um, artificial intelligence powered uh, recommendation engine to pair the right user with the right piece of content. And we found that to be an incredible opportunity, and I think our growth proves that there is a huge both
0: business opportunity and and demand from consumer. Tell us about the content strategy, uh, what differentiates you from uh, others in the marketplace?
2: So I used to be in linear television in basic cable in the US and there's a lot of similarities between AVOD, ad-supported video on demand, and the ad-supported cable world but there's really also some massive differences and one of the biggest being I used to schedule movies and series for specific day parts, essentially telling viewers you're going to watch this at a certain time. Today, viewers are their own curators and they're deciding what they want to watch and when. So it's a very interesting and different way of doing business than a traditional programming exec such as myself where you really have to start to look at the business differently and you're looking for providing every single viewer with the fastest path to watching, whatever it is that they want to watch, as opposed to me deciding you're watching this at this time. It makes it a very exciting time as a viewer to, uh, to be able to have that freedom. And it's freedom that's really only been brought about by technology and the technology that Tubi and Farhad and the engineering team have built over the past bunch of years our viewership in the states is over 20 million viewers a month and with that it's a very diverse amount of programming across many different genres and people are watching anywhere from major uh, uh, blockbuster movies, big animated hits like How to Train Your Dragon or iconic movies like Kill Bill lots of independent cinema uh, on the uh, On the series side, it's just as diverse as television. So we have viewers who love watching reality series, some of the competition shows like Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay, uh, lots of personality-based reality like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, They're also watching sitcoms like Anger Management with Charlie Sheen. We've also got viewers who just want to watch documentaries, in which case we have one of the largest and greatest selections of docs uh, in streaming. So really our job is, whatever the viewer is coming to 2 Before for them to have a vast library. And in the U.S., our library is over 15,000 titles. So with that immersive type of library, certainly our viewers can dive deep in whatever it is that they want to watch. Some of those content
0: deals are with the U.S. studios, with anger management for example, so in terms of what the U.S. studios are doing now with launching their own uh, SVOD services, taking back many of the rights to programs that they previously licensed to third parties, how do you see that dynamic playing out in the marketplace and, and, and how does it affect you?
1: There are so many
0: streaming services, subscription video on demand
1: services services launching, um, especially in the United States, many of them globally, Uh, what they're focused on, again, is the top 1% of TV shows and movies in the market. And the so-called streaming wars is around bidding, outbidding each other over that top 1%. It's either the originals or shows like Friends and Seinfeld. We leave that to the subscription services. As a consumer, as a viewer, if you're interested in those shows, you have to subscribe to one of these services. And that's totally okay. For everything else, there's Tubi. So we aggregate the other 99% of the content, which actually turns out to be more than half of all TV viewership. And there is a huge demand for it. Um, And we personalize it to your taste, again, with our personalization engine. Uh, so we don't see any problem with licensing and continually growing our library of content.
0: But something like anger management—is that CBS or Warner Brothers? I'm not sure. I mean, either way, CBS has and or, or will have, when it's combined with Viacom, uh, its own free AVOD service in, in, in the shape of Pluto TV, um, and it'll presumably have, you know, whatever else it does with CBS Access. I mean. A show like that is presumably it might be
2: a problem for you going forward so to be a we have well over 200 content partners we work with the major studios we work with the indies we work with cable networks uh, we work with global TV producers and if you're thinking about the breadth of content that is 99% of the available content it is quite massive and in general, we're doing business with all the studios that are doing their own direct-to-consumer. They also have such massive libraries that not everything is available to us. But that's always been the case. And you know, when I was in basic cable, not everything's available because it goes exclusive here or exclusive there, and that's the the normal course of business. Uh, but uh, I, uh, given the deep relationships that we have. And no studio wants to put all their eggs in one basket. Um, and so, for that reason, still, the, the content ecosystem is incredibly competitive and diverse, and there's plenty of content to go around. Do you, do you get a sense that after this
0: wave of SVOD, you know, at some point, these companies, I mean, there's going to be a mix of business models, right? I mean, Peacock's going to be a mix of, of ad supported and, and SFOD. Netflix is they've said that they're not going to go ad supported but a lot of people that are funding their debt have suggested that it might be an idea if they did. How do you think it's going to sort of swing you know and Hulu obviously has a mixed economy as well.
1: Well, I think you know this is a really interesting point. Look at the market, right? There's the idea of average household subscribing to Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO, HBO, HBO Max. Um, CBS All Access, Showtime, Stars, Discovery, Acorn, the list goes on. It is crazy. The idea that these businesses all will be a viable business in 12 months, just ludicrous. So reality is that I think what will likely happen is that half of these businesses realize they cannot be a self-sustaining SVOD business. Um, now, even if they subsidize some of the costs by charging less and then having advertising, regardless, as a consumer, you have to pull your credit card down, register for yet another service, and remember at the end of the month that you have yet another service that you're paying for that you should check out. Um, I think that's a challenge for the industry, um, regardless of what the total cost is. Um, and you know, When we look at these services, We see that they're taking a share of the wallet. We are looking for a share of the time.
0: Farhad Massoudi and Adam Lewinson from Tubi. Now, here's Pluto TV's Olivier Jollet.
3: We founded the company five years ago in Los Angeles. And actually, we launched the platform on April Fool's Day 2014. And I think back in the days, I think a lot of people thought we were fools because we brought a linear product in the age of on-demand and a free product in the age of subscription. Obviously a disruptive product uh, at a time where a lot of experts were forcing SVOD being the only future of TV, Um, not supported model being uh, not the solution, like saying that a lot of the user would not tolerate uh, uh, ads. Um, I think fast forward to today, I think we were quite right in our vision, uh, Pluto TV is now the largest free streaming television service in the US. We're now live in not only in the US but also in Europe, in UK, Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Uh, and we have more than 18 million uh, monthly active users globally. Uh, and recently in March 19, we've been acquired by Viacom, so we're now a 100% our, our sister company from, uh, from Viacom.
0: Uh, how do you distinguish yourself um, from other players in the AVOD space? You're, you're very much a, a streaming proposition. And, and talk a little bit about the, the content uh, strategy.
3: I think what is uh, quite important, it's been really part of the vision of the company, is to bring a lean-back product in the streaming world. Um, we believe that a, a well-curated uh, linear channel would be appealing for the users. Um, I think and it's, it goes a little bit against what on-demand is, which is a pure lean-forward product, where users, uh, they don't want, I mean, a lot of the, the, the users are creature of habits, they don't want to spend 20 minutes to look for the next content to be entertained, they want to just lean back and watch something which is actually the thing, of exactly what TV has been doing for years and for decades. So um, we have been trying to reproduce that in the, digital, uh, uh, in the digital world, trying to create a new digital TV landscape uh, with thematic channels. Uh, and our ambition is really to create channels for every single audience. Um, so we have a really wide range of um, of, of content from movies, series, documentaries, sports, lifestyle, best of web, um, so really a, a huge variety and I think that's what uh, makes us difference. So we're not only focusing on movie, we're really offering a really huge variety of content to our viewers. We are creating original channels. Uh, We don't have original content because original is a a big topic. People love to talk about that. Um, um, We have like original channels, the Pluto own operated channels, Pluto TV movie, Pluto TV comedy, Pluto TV sitcom, are channels that are created um, and programmed and created by our team um, and I think we use obviously a lot uh, data, and but also the human uh, expertise to optimize the programming on a daily basis, um, and 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 that's um, we've been uh, all trying to really create this new landscapes, serving uh, um, content to uh, um, audiences which fell underserved by traditional broadcasters. We're buying all the content. So we work with already more than 150 uh, different licenses, from the big studios uh, to uh, small producers to aggregators, um, some of the digital-first uh, uh, content. So we really work with everybody now, which is great. Uh, obviously, it was not a not that easy when we started. Um, as you may you know, Avod was not very popular in the industry. Um, and I think uh, being at Mipcom this year, it's great to see Avod being the uh, talk of the town um, and being the new trend in the industry. Uh, two years ago, even two years ago, uh, nobody wanted to give content to Avod partners. There was the fear of, uh, of, like, I don't know, competing against other businesses. Uh, in 2019, I think Avod has been booming, not only Pluto, a lot of other players in the markets. Um, and I think all the industry starts to realize that the revenues that you can generate with uh, Avod are very significant.
0: How has the acquisition by Viacom changed the game for you?
3: Being part of Viacom is, uh, first of all, I think it's a, it's a fantastic success story for Pluto TV, uh, showing that we were right in, the, in what we built over the last five years. And obviously we have now access to uh, a really world uh, famous brand and franchise. Uh, Over the last six months, we managed to launch a lot of new vacuum branded channels, uh, MTV Dating, some Comedy Central channels, some Nick channels or Paramount channels. Um, and obviously it brings us, uh, uh, in terms of content quality and quantity, to the next level. And I think our viewers are super happy to have uh, access to this amazing content and to be able to binge watch uh, famous series uh, which have been running recently or uh, uh, a few years ago on, on MTV or Nick. I mean, we launched MTV The Hills uh, as a pop-up channel in uh... recently in germany uh, uh, uh... fantastic and very successful spongebob pop-up channels to the, uh, uh... feeding to the 20th anniversary of uh... spongebob and i think those kind of uh, examples are Best example to how we are leveraging the, uh, the synergy uh, within Viacom, and obviously also when it comes to the uh, um, the ad sales capacity, uh, Viacom has been selling, uh, making ad revenues for decades, and obviously we can learn a lot from uh, uh, from how they've been selling. Uh, so there is a lot of mutual uh, uh, um, synergies, um, and and obviously also for international rollouts, Viacom is one of the biggest media company in the world with. Offices everywhere, and uh, and we can uh, um, obviously uh, work with the local team to uh, expand in new territories.
0: Bob Backish has called it the cornerstone of the Viacom business moving forward. That's quite uh, something to live up to.
3: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's uh, it's a t- it's a statement. I would say, uh, obviously, you see, I mean, the company has been uh, has been growing uh extremely quick i mean when we've been acquired uh, in march uh, 20, uh 2019 we had 12 million monthly active users uh back in september 19 we are 18 million monthly active users so it's a massive growth um, we see that the traction for Pluto uh, tv is growing and not only from a user point of view but also from an advertiser point of view which is key i mean the money that we're the revenue we're making are ad revenues uh, it's the biggest difference with SVOD, where the end user is paying, in that case, the advertiser are paying us to deliver good ads. Um, and we need to please both the uh, users and the advertisers. And I think uh, what, have, what we have been doing well, and team uh, uh, in, in uh, uh, the Pluto team has been doing a, uh, like an amazing job in convincing all the advertisers that how valuable the Pluto TV inventory is. Uh, and that's, um, that's key in this industry
0: you 're now aligned with uh, one u s studio which will Viacom will soon be uh, together with cbs and and Paramount as well, given what 's happening with the arrival of a number of u s studio led streamers on the marketplace, the fact that they are Taking back rights to programs like Friends as you referenced. How will that change things uh, for the Pluto story moving forwards?
3: I think the first thing is that you have a lot of those new platforms coming in 2019-20, which is gonna be paid platform. Um, so a lot of new SVOD product in the market. Um, and I think from a user point of view, uh, a lot of the studies shows that users are not ready to pay more than three subscription, three to four subscription. Per month for entertainment uh, packages, so there is a challenge. Obviously, uh, you have way more than t- than than three or four players in the market. So, I mean, from a, from a from a from a from a offering point of view, being free is very attractive. It's the best price you can offer, actually. Um, from a content point of view, um, we've been working with so many players, and we have a fantastic catalog, which is going to stay there. We're going to massively increase the number of channels, the, we're going to increase the uh, uh, the relationship with the studios, so for the, for the Pluto viewers, it's going to be more and more, and all the changes in the industry don't impact uh, what we're doing on, on, on Pluto, and obviously you were referring to uh, the recent uh, uh, merger, the upcoming merger between uh, Vacuum and CBS, um, and I mean, CBS is a bit quite similar to to VACOM in terms of library content they are like amazing franchise and obviously we're uh, looking forward to uh, working with them as well.
0: Pluto TV's Olivier Jolet talking to me earlier. Former Captain Kirk and eternal Star Trek legend William Shatner was in Cannes yesterday to talk about his new show The Unexplained for A&E's History Channel. The eight-part one-hour anthology series comes from the producers of Ancient Aliens and The Curse of Oak Island, and promises a dive into the world's most fascinating and inexplicable mysteries. Shatner, now 88, was at MIPCOM and sat down with C21 reporter Inigo Alexander to tell him about the program as storm clouds rumbled over their heads.
4: This show is called The Unexplained. Yeah. And um, you could hear the rain uh, outside. There's a terrible storm happening as you and I speak. Water is a mysterious substance. Are you aware of that? It's the only substance that uh, gas, liquid and solid. It's without, without water, we don't live. That lightning is also a mystery. What, what electrons are moving from cloud to cloud, from cloud to ground or ground to cloud? That electricity, that lightning, and that water are the origins of life. But we didn't know that for the longest time. That was a mystery until scientists discovered it. Science is discovering answers to a lot of these mysteries which then turn out to be non-answers because the science is wrong. Invariably, the first pronouncement by science turns out to be uh, diametrically opposite, mm-hmm. for example, uh, what we should eat was carbs and very pro- little protein, now it's a lot of protein, very few carbs. That inversion, the, the, uh, <laughs> the universe is expanding instead of contracting as it's supposed to following the laws of gravity. We know gravity is one of the uh, forces of nature. Uh, one of the rules of nature. And yet the universe isn't following that rule. Why? What's out there? And this sound of the renewal of life through water and lightning, and clouds that are dark, making day night all part of the mysterious uh, uh, unexplained things about life, mm-hmm. which the show, The Unexplained, seeks to
0: examine. Mm-hmm.
2: And how do the episodes in the show go beyond the science? How do you address and how you tackle the mysteries behind the, the events in each episode?
4: Well, it's difficult to go beyond the science because we don't know anything. Uh, one of the shows that absolutely amazes me uh, is a show where a man is in a coma for a period of time, comes out of the coma, and is able to play the piano like a concert pianist, is in fact, as we speak, on a concert tour, as a pianist. He never saw a piano before he had the coma, which brings up the total mystery of the brain and all the hidden, well, the brain is like one of the great mysteries of the universe. How it makes its computations, how it associates, what is it doing, how do we learn, What? What? how did the brain evolve into our brain and not the other brains that, I mean, there's every time you turn around, every time you open your eyes, there's another mystery that's inexplicable, and this show, The Unexplained, seeks to take a few of those, and and dramatize them and show you how mysterious our lives are without us knowing it. Mm
0: -hmm. And do any of the mysteries keep you up at night? Do you find yourself? digging deeper, doing more research, getting more involved, or is it... Well, yeah, passing? Uh, there are a lot of things keep
4: me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you have any unexplained mysteries in, in your everyday life?
4: Well, there are the big mysteries, you know. What's gonna happen when I die? Like, that's intriguing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're older, and you're not too far away. What's gonna happen? Am I gonna feel pain? Do I know the answer to all these mysteries? Maybe that's it. All these unexplained mysteries become answered when you die, I think, Mm -hmm. but maybe not. Maybe as you die, you say,
0: I know nothing. William Shatner talking with C21's Inigo Alexander. That's all we have time for in this episode, but we'll be back tomorrow with a final installment from MIPCOM 2019. In the meantime, stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following C21 online, on mobile and on Twitter. Thanks for listening.